Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome. Well, you know, we're in the middle of the hot and heavy season for legislative progress here in Hartford. So this week, the following bills were either debated in or voted favorably by various committees. It's currently unclear as to whether these bills will be heard and voted on the floor of the General Assembly. But these are the bills that made news this week in Connecticut. Uh, Number one, a bill passed out of the Higher Education Committee to bar public colleges in the state from partnering with sponsors to solicit students to gamble in an effort to rein in what some see as excesses of legal sports betting. However, under the bill, public universities could still accept sponsorships from betting companies. In an article published last fall, the New York Times cited an example from Louisiana State University in which that school urged students, some of whom were underage, to pay to place bets using a special promo code. And in another example, University of Colorado at Boulder, they accepted $1.6 million to promote gambling on campus, plus another $30 every time somebody downloaded a special gambling app called PointsBet. So ahead of a public hearing on the bill last month, UConn's associate athletic director, Neil Eskin, said that the University of Connecticut would never entertain a proposal that would allow for the direct solicitation of students. However, the school relies on corporate sponsorships for revenue. And he did note that the Excel Center in Hartford, where UConn basketball and and hockey teams play, will soon host a sports book in the arena, in the arena. Republican leader Ben Proto and Democrat leader Nancy DiNardo teamed up to testify before the legislature's Government Administration and Elections Committee in support of House Bill 6904, the fundraising measure, and another one, House Bill 6908, the primary scheduling bill. The fundraising measure would allow donors to give up to $15,000 to the state's political parties, increasing the limit from currently 10000 The primary scheduling bill would change the date of the state's presidential primary to the first Tuesday in April from the last Tuesday in April where it is now. The rationale for the primary scheduling change is to allow Connecticut voters to participate in the selection of candidates. Historically, by the time Connecticut voters get a chance to vote, many of the contenders have already dropped out of the race. 
Domestic violence took center stage on Wednesday as child protection advocates urged the Judiciary Committee to pass legislation that would require domestic abusers to wear electronic monitoring devices and also lose their right to alimony payments. The intention of the bill is to end the expensive legal tactics used by some abusers against victims through numerous court challenges to divorce proceedings and alimony orders. The legislation is supported by the Connecticut Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Light pollution got the attention of the Environment Committee this week. A new law would require the state of Connecticut to turn off lights in the office buildings it owns or leases from the hours of 11 p.m. to 5 during the months of bird migration in order to reduce the amount of harm the light pollution causes to the migrating birds. One of the chief sponsors of the bill is Representative Joseph Gresco of Stratford, who chairs the committee. He was on our show this week to discuss it. Well, it would, the nuts and bolts would have uh, the Department of Administrative uh, Services uh, taking an inventory of uh, all of the state buildings and seeing where we can uh, turn off uh, non-essential uh, lights, which, you know, I was hoping we were doing anyway to try to save money um, and uh, trying to go uh, directional. Um, there's also a, a need for height-wise. So uh, a lot of the uh, bird casualties and fatalities are from strikes into uh, taller buildings. Um, windows, uh, when they are replaced, um, having certain either um, uh, markings on them or the way they're constructed so that uh, it doesn't confuse a, a bird and, and there will be less strikes. A bill that will not be coming out of the Environmental Committee is the controversial bill to allow bear hunting. Connecticut's black bears want a last-minute reprieve this week. State lawmakers said yesterday they were abandoning their push to establish a limited bear hunting season. This decision was hailed by wildlife and conservation activists because many hunters and farmers had campaigned for years to legalize bear hunting, particularly in the northwest corner of the state. Uh, on Friday, the lawmakers today were scheduled to hold an initial vote on a proposal that would have permitted the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection to set up a lottery system for hunters to kill up to 50 black bears each year in Litchfield County. In addition, the bill included a permitting system to allow farmers to kill nuisance bears, stricter regulations against the feeding of wildlife, and other non-lethal means of protecting preventing encounters between humans and the state's growing population of bears. But hundreds of advocates wrote to members of the Environment Committee protesting the inclusion of a bear hunt, and support for the legislation began to stall, according to State Representative Joe Greshko, who serves as the House co-chair in the committee. He said he had polled other members of his committee earlier this week, and he determined there was not enough support to send the bill on to the floor of the Senate. In the Public Health Committee, lawmakers considered legislation that would establish three locations in Connecticut where individuals would be permitted to consume drugs in the presence of health care professionals who could administer overdose treatment if necessary. These facilities would be called harm reduction centers, and they are included as a pilot program in a broader bill which attempts to bolster the state's response to the opioid epidemic. The locations would be staffed by medical professionals with experience identifying symptoms of an overdose and capable of providing emergency treatment, including administering something like Narcan, which is an opioid antagonist. 
Staff would also refer clients to counseling for substance abuse disorder. The bill is sponsored by Dr. Saud Anwar, a Democrat who was also a pulmonologist. The City of Norwalk's Planning and Zoning Commission approved the application to redevelop Cemetery Road and the Mill Pond, which stand at the entrance to the East Norwalk neighborhood. The vote was 6-2 to two in favor. There was a tremendous amount of neighborhood opposition to the project, led by ENA, the East Neighborhood Norwalk Association. Diane Cece, the leader of ENA, explained the public reaction to the project. The overwhelming majority of speakers at both in person and on Zoom um, overwhelmingly have rejected this plan, some to lesser degree, you know, lesser or greater degrees than others. Others have more concern about traffic versus density and height and the buildings themselves. A homicide occurred in North Wilton this week where a neighbor stabbed his own neighbor to death in his garage. Police arrested Sebastian Andrews, 31 years old, who has since been charged with murder. His own father called the police to report that he saw his son do the stabbing and return back home. A police official on Thursday described the killing of of this man in the town's first homicide in more than 10 years as a, quote, senseless act of violence. The victim is identified as Aaron Chek. But police say the motive remains unknown. According to the warrant for the arrest, Andrews claimed shortly after he was apprehended that he acted in self-defense. But what Wilton's deputy police chief Robert Sapola said Thursday, quote, the investigation thus far has revealed that this was an extremely violent attack and is best described as a senseless act of violence. Andrews remains in custody at Bridgeport Correctional Center after a Superior Court judge in Stamford increased his bond to $2 million during his arraignment on Wednesday. A mystery remains at the heart of the resignations of at least four of the five members of the commission that oversees the Connecticut Division of Public Defender Services after they abruptly resigned this week less than a year after the appointment of Chief Public Defender Tashan Bowden Lewis. No explanations were given for the resignations that threaten the continued smooth operation of the Office of Public Defenders that provides defense attorneys for indigent defendants in the state's criminal courts. But a half dozen lawyers who interact regularly with the public defenders said they had been told the resignations were the result of what had become intractable disagreements between Bowden Lewis and the board that hired her over her decisions concerning hiring, management, and spending. Bowdoin Lewis is the first black woman to be appointed as the state's chief public defender, and she has retained a private lawyer to represent her. Attorney General William Tong has hired another law firm to investigate allegations made within the public defender's office, and Bowdoin Lewis and others in her office did not respond to repeated calls for information about the resignations and whether they would affect the work of the office. Governor Lamont's office said he planned to work quickly to see that the newly vacant seats are filled. Appointments to the five-member commission are divided among the governor, the leaders of the state Senate and House of Representatives, and the state judiciary. And those who resigned are Chairman Allison Neer, a lawyer in private practice in New Haven, appointed by the governor, Superior Court Judges Laura Baltini and Kevin Russo, appointed by the state's chief justice, Amy Goldbert, a licensed social worker from West Hartford who had been a commission member since 2004. 
In her resignation letter to Chief Justice Richard Robertson, Judge Baldini hinted at turmoil in the office and said her resignation was made after careful reflections considerations, quote, given the present circumstances, if I were to remain as a member of this commission, I would no longer be able to fulfill my statutory obligations. You realize that sports are emphatically not my thing, but I would be remiss if I I did not at least mention that UConn men Huskies made the Elite Eight of the yearly college basketball March Madness tournament. Comedian Bill Murray's son, Luke Murray, is an assistant coach at UConn, prompting Murray's appearance in at least one game, and congrats to all the team members and coaches. Well, that's it for Connecticut Punch this week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 